I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. I've done it. <laughs> what have we done today? <laughs> I rewatched it. It's been ah. it's been a while. Right. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're on about. <laughs> yeah, because we we've I'm sure we've threatened this at some point, haven't we? We did. We did say we would come back to No Time to Flop. Uh, sorry, No Time to Die. Um, and oh, um, oh, and it's, uh, it's, it's time, I think. Um, yeah, because we've yeah. had... What have we had? We've had a... How long? Have... Well, when was it? October. So, yeah, we've had rough, roughly sort of seven, eight months-ish because yes. we, watched, we watched it right at the beginning of October. We couldn't get any September tickets. Well, we, we could, couldn't. but I wasn't very organised. Let's put it like mm, that. Well, yeah, but we could only get crap seats, couldn't we, as well, I think. so. I, yeah, um, I refuse to sit in the cheap seats. Yes, absolutely, yeah. especially for a film that long. It's a so, long film and lockdown has caused expansion, so I probably wouldn't even fit in the little seats anyway. Yeah, it could be a health hazard. Yeah, it'd be one of those ones on a tabloid website of going, man gets stuck in seat and has to be forklifting out or something. Could happen, couldn't it? Or you'd hit the fella in front of you with buttons as they flew off. So, yeah, it's it's a serious issue. It is. So, Um, yeah, we watched it about a week after it actually came out, didn't we? We did. Um, At the cinema. Yeah. And uh, that was all uh, very good. And um, yes, this is the first time I've watched it since. I have obviously purchased it and have it. And um, yeah, uh, so I've watched it again. Okay, right. So before we start, I double checked where we left it after our, I don't know, would you even call it a review? Um. Well, we gave it a number at the end, so I'd say yes, actually. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yes, I forgot about that, yeah. We we averaged it out because you said 6 out of 10 and I said Mm. 8. So Mm. we had a Stuff and Waffle 7 out of 10. We did. I've forgotten that. (laughs) Yes. So now we've had a rewatch and you're allowed to rescore at the end of this. Okay. Should you wish. Okay. Yeah. I I will do the same. I wish. Because I've, I've rewatched it too. Uh, I watched it. I don't know. Was it last weekend? I think it was. Um, okay. uh, but I have seen it a couple of times more than that because I've watched it with the eldest small person. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I you've seen it once more. I think I think it's my fourth watch now. Okay. Because I watched I've, I watched I've... all the Daniel Craig's with the small person. Then I watched all the Daniel Craig's again myself. Okay, and, and then I've rewatched No Time to Die for this. I haven't done that, although I did watch Skyfall again a little while ago. Well, um, it's a good one, isn't it? That's... it uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. best one. We don't need to quibble about that. Um, it probably is. I mean, Casino is very, very good. It's really, yeah. I mean, it, it's close, but I think it Skyfall is. is a is a bit more. Just, just, if it just I, edges it. Just edges it, don't it. If I want to watch a bit of Daniel Craig Bond, I will put Skyfall on. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the one I will go to. Yeah, there you um, go. That's right. Well, we're agreed on that at least. I think we. Yes, I, I think a lot of people. That to be fair. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's not an uncommon thing. No, I don't think so. So yes, so popped it on. Did watch it in one session. Um, Very good. And um, yeah, there it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So they had the same ending. I was, you know. They, yeah, they, they've they, not changed yeah. it. I mean, what <laughs> it would have been nice on the DVD is if you could pick the different ended, maybe. Oh, that'd be good. Choose your own adventure, Bond. There's a there's a thing. Um, <laughs> yes. Right. So are we? Because we're not just going to tackle the ending here, are we? No, no, I don't think we should. No, I don't think we no. should. Um, I do have a couple of things to talk about that we... Uh, one thing that we missed last time, or at least neither of us mentioned it, um, and to confirm something that we weren't sure about. Okay. I'll tell you what, then. So, let's, t- let's tick off that, though, and we'll do the housekeeping, and then we'll, we'll, we'll delve uh, okay. into bits and bobs. 
Well, I have a background car spot that we missed last time, oh. just to try and keep it a little bit on cars. Oh, yeah, better ad, better ad. <laughs> better ad, yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, in the scene where he is, he collects his V8 Vantage mm-hmm. from the lockup. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, obviously, we. it appears as if he gets in it and just drives off. We know that's not the case we know he's shall we say tinkering for a little while um, yeah the aa has been down there oh definitely as we said yeah. last time that's that's yeah. a 1980s aston that's not just been sitting for five years and it's just starting and going that's not happening no. <laughs> not at all when he pulls up outside mi6 hmm. when he then goes in um on the other side of the road he he parks the Aston and gets out, and we see him getting out, and there's a shot of the front of the car. On the yep. other side of the road, in some end-on spaces, um, is uh, an XJS. Oh, but how did we miss that? I don't know. It's a late model. You can only see the sort of front three-quarter. Mm. I think it's a late model um, XJS. It's dark blue. I mean, that, that front, you know, that low sleek front of the xjs is quite yeah, yeah. unmistakable um it's a dark blue with i think that red pinstripe that they put on them i think it might be a celebration model oh um wouldn't swear to that because i couldn't see the whole thing but um it didn't have the lattice alloys it had the the sort of three spoke quite chunky alloys not the earlier kent ones mm-hmm. um but yes, it's a it's a mid to late model XJS. Well, that's a good spot. Mm, I was pleased with that. Yes, I mean that's because they must the the street furniture there. Surely they're not dealing with that. They're just borrowing a bit of London very temporarily there, aren't they? Mm, I don't know. Probably, um, probably. But in the posh bits of London, you do see cars like that lying around. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a, that is an interesting one. That is, yeah, because you like you say you wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised to see that actually. And you no. get all the treats in London. You get not I mean, not only do you get the stupid flashy supercars, but you will see like those those sort of things, wouldn't you? You do, and a lot of them are really well kept. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I I wouldn't have been surprised if that was just there. Yeah, but there are other bits in the film as we identified last time where there are quite tasty cars by the side of the road, like the Ferrari in Italy. Um, you get the feeling that was placed. Yeah, I think so. Well, especially as that was a stunt sequence. Yeah, you're going to go right. Okay, this is Italy. We're going to need a Ferrari, but okay, we're looking at it. it's not affluent. We'll go, mm. Right, we'll go Bogo because it was three hundred eight, wasn't it? Three hundred eight Dino, wasn't Dino. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, however, in this sequence, he's just driving up, parking, and getting out. That's the whole. You know, that's that's, that, that's it. Scene done. Yeah. yeah. So yes, they probably closed the road, but they maybe wouldn't have needed to ask people to move their cars or anything like that. They probably just you know had it shut down for, you know, well couple of hours maybe yeah maybe not um, even that but you think that little segment that they did they probably didn't need to close even the whole road did they no maybe and, not and the fact is like behind him they actually wanted to seem like london is carrying on well quite um there is a more modern car in front of it which i couldn't identify mm. uh, which slightly obscures your view but it's definitely an xjs okay there's I'll no to... there's no mistaking that front three quarter of an xjs mm. I'll, um, I'll go back and have a little look you need to check that, see if you concur with my um, deduction yeah, I'll have, there. I'll have but, a little uh, skim through. It's oh. definitely an XJS, and it's always nice to see an XJS. Isn't it, it is. Well, we were talking about Amoni the other day, weren't we? We were indeed, yes. That's uh, right. so, no, that's a good spot. Well done, you. So that was that. The other thing we were puzzling over last time was the the portraits of the former M's. Ah, you see, yeah, I, I think I know where you're going with this, but do, yes. do tell. And we definitely see um, Judy Dench. Yep. And we know that there were portraits done of Bernard Lee and Robert Brown because they put mm-hmm. them on Twitter. Or the artist yeah. who did them put them on Twitter. But we weren't sure 
we, we, we're pretty sure we see the Bernard Lee one because we think it's next to Judy Dench's mm. portrait, but we weren't sure about the Robert Brown, but it's definitely there. Um, okay. It's seen twice when Q is talking to M, um, and there are two shots of M, and to his left, or to his right, our left, yep. um, is the portrait of Robert Brown. So it's yep. definitely there. Yeah. Okay, that's all right then. Yeah, because yes. it would have been odd if they'd have missed one out, wouldn't it? Yes, I mean he wasn't M for as long. Um No, but he's still still well remembered. Oh, still well remembered, yeah, absolutely. Um so, oh, that's good. Yeah, no, that's so, good, yeah. yeah. No, so, I did yeah. I did notice that and I thought I thought that's what you were gonna say. So. Yes, I thought I'd confirm that. Yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. We like that. Right. <clears> so have you? I don't know. I might might want to sort of go overall and sort of say, right, okay, let's get, we'll go overall, then maybe break it down a little bit hmm. because we left it with you struggling. Yeah, we did. Uh, I wasn't happy. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you weren't livid, but no, it, it wasn't sitting right, was it? No, it really wasn't. Okay, I had, I had some problems. Yeah. Okay, so I suppose the bit the initial question then is. Is is it still not sitting right? It isn't, but mm. um, it's uh, better than it was. Interesting. Yeah. Now, why why is that? I think partly because I didn't. I I viewed it differently. I viewed it through a different lens, if you will. Mm. I I didn't go into it with such high expectations watching it through the second time. Yep. I knew how it was going to end, so that wasn't the kind of shock that it was when we first <laughs> yeah. watched it. Um, so maybe my expectations were not as high. Um, and I thought, interestingly, watching it through the second time, I didn't notice the sort of disjointed pacing that we felt very strongly in the cinema. We both agreed with that. That we did. That the film, you know, kept speeding up and slowing down, speeding up and slowing down. I didn't notice that. I didn't feel that as much watching it through the second time. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I, no, I know what you mean. Actually, but now you say that, and go, we were. I mean. We spoke. We spoke about it very heavily initially, didn't we? Mm, yeah. We did. And now I have seen it a few times. I'm, I'm, I'm not as bothered. No, that. I'm not. I'm not. It's far from a perfect film. I think mm. it still has some significant problems, and um, it still would not be, you know, oh, I fancy a bit of Bond tonight. I'm not going there. Um, no. No, it's it's never it's never ever going to be a standalone film. That no, it's not. It's not. I will never just grab that because I fancy a bit of Bond. No, um, no and having watched the, all five of his twice now, hmm. it works as a bookend, but it doesn't work on its own. No, I don't think it does. And I think um, you know, other people have made this comment, and we've talked about it before. I think it makes it makes the earlier one, particularly Quantum of Solace. It makes them better. It does. Um, if you view, if you're, when when we watched it in the cinema, we weren't thinking in terms of the Daniel Craig Five being in their own bubble, and this is his Bond, and this is his Bond story. Mm. We weren't thinking of that. No, we weren't. We, saw it. we hadn't come to terms with that. I think the other reason it didn't jar quite as much this time is because I've kind of come to terms with that now, that this is not the same Bond that Roger Moore played, that Pierce Brosnan played. This is this is Daniel Craig's Bond. It's a different thing, it's a different story, different timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you, if you view it as that, um, uh, it makes more sense. It does. It does. And like you say about dragging quantum up, that yeah, I think it on. does. And yeah, I think it does. I took the advice of when I did the rewatch on my own of all five. 
I took mm. the advice of someone on Twitter. They went, tell you what makes it a really good film. If you watch it, the second Casino finishes. Yes, treat, I've heard treat that. Treat it as one. Yes. Yes, I've heard that. Mm. Um, yes, and I, I haven't done that because I've had time. But it, no, I could no. see that that would make more sense because it does carry straight on. Yeah. So that um, that that works nicely, and I think, hmm, and I do, it look it, it's it does sit an awful lot better now. Um, not yeah, it does. No time it to does. die. That is. Um, yeah, it does. I I still think it's a weak villain. Yeah, the the motivation is still lacking. It, the motivation is still whack, it, lacking. Um, I still have issues with M's end of things, um, mm. particularly at the ending. Uh, I still feel... I don't have quite so much of a problem of him, you know, running this covert program and, you know, to build this weapon and it all getting out of hand. And mm. um, But the ending particularly where he's grossly exceeding his authority... That um, was it, yeah, yeah. Him, his level issuing issuing those sort of orders. Yes, he's issuing orders to a naval admiral, and the admiral is taking his orders. He does not have that authority, and the admiral does not follow his instructions. And no, I, I know. What. As we said last time, oh, it's just the Bond film, but it's not. It's the Daniel Craig films haven't been like that. And I'll I tell still, you what, still stand by that. No, I agree with that entirely. Because if you watch uh, the um, the opening sequence of your one of your favourite films, Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh yeah, we've got the <laughs> naval ships, and they are following the correct chain of command yes. for firing the missiles. They are. So there you go. So they the, are, it's, because you can't um, just use the excuse of oh, it's a Bond film again. They did it right in that one. They did it right in that one, and they've done it right in other because they've always, actually, to be fair, they've always got the military side of things quite accurate, even in mm. the silly Bond films. Um, yeah, chain of command has always been there. Mm. Um, you know, M has always clearly answered to the prime minister. Um, it, you know, he, the head of the secret service, is not a military position. No, no. Um, and an admiral in the navy would not follow orders issued from the head of the Secret Service. He wouldn't even be speaking to the head of the Secret Service. They would have nothing to do with each other. No, you're going to need a little go-between there, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> um, um, so that that spoil... I mean, I, have, I still uh, have problems with the ending, um, uh, above all else, but that particular bit... Um, yeah, it's a bit... It's just a little bit clumsy. We'll go with it's that. It's a bit clumsy, um, yeah... Even for a Bond film, that is clumsy. Um, and, of course, if you go back to Fleming, Fleming was a military man. He mm. knew how these things worked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, that was a little oversight there, which is a shame. Yes. Um, and while, while we're on uh, the bits that we still aren't happy with, mm. is the rather quick and... Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't say unnecessary. It's just Spectre disappeared in an instant. Yeah, I do still have a problem with that. I think the Cuba sequence generally is superb. Mm. Uh, but the the wiping out, and it's not just Spectre, actually. The wiping out of Spectre in an instant, oh, that's them all gone. And then the death of Felix Um as well. It's all a bit busy he's, really quickly, wouldn't it? He's wiped away as well. And yeah, it is. And I felt a little bit happier with the death of Felix, actually, than I did the first time round. Not when it happens, but later on when Bond is talking to M in his office and M said, oh, you know, I had huge respect for Lighter. And, mm. you know, that I, I, like, I kind of didn't register that comment the first time round. So I thought, well, they do at least, you know, make some deference to it. But, uh, yeah, it's a busy part of the film and there are two huge things taken out of the story there with no fanfare and no... no it, I, it just it doesn't feel like enough. 
No, that's the thing. And you think, well, all right. I mean, yeah, wiping out Spectre, yeah, that's that's fine. And you you can almost understand why he does it, but there's no build up to it. No, there isn't. You're not even sure what's happening for a minute. Yeah. Um. And and they put they put Bond in this huge situation of jeopardy, and then in an instant, it's like, oh no, he's all right. It's all the it's others. Everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that's clumsy as well. And I think these things are because they've had so many different writers on it. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's got to be the only reason, really. Yeah, because it's, I think it's, so. We've had different writers. We've had directors having a strop, and yes, Danny Boyle has made some more comments about that, hasn't he? Recently, I did read that, but he wasn't. Was the gist of it? He wasn't happy with the ending. He's uh, that's not for me. Yes, he wasn't happy with the ending, and he wasn't happy the fact that they dismissed all these other suggestions. That was it. And that he'd he'd got his writer on it, and they'd come up with what he thought was going to be really interesting, um, and they just said no, we don't want that, and that was it. There was no discussion about it. It was just no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Well, they they are going to be controlling, aren't they? You're going to have to understand that as a director going into. I Bond, think so. It? Going into that, it's not like working on other things. Yeah, um, no. and it is very much quite a you know it's a close knit family business. There's people working on that that have been working on it for. You know, thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it'd be lovely if one day we got to see that script. Yeah, it would wouldn't it? Because he didn't go into a massive amount of detail about what he was going to do with it. Because, mm, um, but they must have written it. I mean, maybe not to script level, but um, there was at least a draft of it. There must have been. There must, yeah. Have, yeah so, mm. um, but yeah, I do think. Uh, the kind of disjointed nature and the fact that certain ideas like the wiping out of Spectre were just kind of done and then we're on to the next thing, I think has got to be because they've got had so many different people writing on it. And yeah. I think those uh, pieces, you know, those bits of business in the story are where we're moving from one writer's ideas to another. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that must be it. Yeah. And you think, well, then... Not only was it different people, we then had to, we had a bit of COVID, and then it was some rewrites. Yes, and, yes. Think, and some re-editing as well. Yeah, even yeah. after it was shot, they went back and re-edited. It. Even after it was supposed to be released, they went back and edited it again. Yep. <laughs> so you think, wow, well, what was it like before? Yeah. <laughs> what would what we have got to see if COVID hadn't happened? That was it. Because when it do. You... Was it due April twenty twenty? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it it really got shafted by COVID, didn't it? It did, and that's not their fault. Um, no, but I do think it's telling that they felt the need when they were given that opportunity to not release it, they went back and edited it again, and they must yeah. have not been happy with it. Uh, yeah, they didn't just sit on it. They said, "Whoa, that was lucky. We better go and look at this again." Now we've got some extra time. Mind you, I know that you and I did comment and go, well, actually, there's this kind of disease type thing. Maybe something had to hit the cutting room floor because it was a little um, little too it close to home. Yeah, I know. The story they'd chosen turned out to be then actually sort of happening. Um, that, and I wonder if that's why Safin's story is so weak, because so I, much of it was cut out. Yeah, when, which is a shame, because it really was a waste of quite a good actor. Yeah, not his fault. I just think, as we said last time, I don't think he had anything to work with. Um, no. And he is weak. You don't believe in him. He does not. He doesn't come across as particularly sinister, which I think no. is what they were going for. Um, he doesn't represent any real danger, I don't think. He, he no. doesn't. He doesn't feel frightening or sinister. Or no, he he looks a bit daft, but. That's about it. And it, it just comes, I tell you what, it's more spoiled brat than anything. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But because we know nothing really about why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Other it makes than, no sense. Yeah, other than <laughs> him being a bit arsy. You sort but of pity we, him more than anything else. You go, yeah, all right. They, they All the family did get killed, but you have re- you've got a hell of a grudge here. You've rammed that right up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
You've gone you've gone up to eleven there, sharpish, haven't you? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. You can the when we first see him in the pre title sequence, um mm. you know, going to Mr. White's house to kill his family, yes. I get per- that. perfect sense, yeah. Yeah, Mr. White has killed your family, you are going to kill his family. Mm. Fair enough. And then the next time we see him, whoa! <laughs> There's that bit in the middle that we've missed. Yes, I will kill everybody. Mm. All right. <laughs> Easy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, his, he is by far the weakest uh, character, probably one of the weakest Bond villains, actually, of all of it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, weak and underutilized. I'd say. Yeah, I would say it could be controversial. I would say the same for Christopher Waltz. Thoroughly underutilized. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I don't think I'd ever voiced that to you before. No, Um, I agree though. I agree. hmm. And again, a fine actor. Really Um, good. But totally wasted. I was very um, excited when he got cast as Blofeld. Yeah, I was, and it's been nothing. Mm. Um, um, I, I, I know you weren't keen on it last time we spoke about this, but when, when Blofeld dies in No Time to Die, mm. you're like, oh, that was underwhelming. Going, Actually, I, quite, I still like that spin on it. That, that, that sits well with me, I think. I, th- I really like that it was a, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it was an accident, wasn't it? Mm. Um, I know it was um, Safin's intention. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, Madeline tried to stop Bond grabbing her. but that That's it, but yeah, he'd, he'd had a waft of whatever she had about her. He'd, he? he'd had a bit of whatever that was, yeah, and transferred it. Mm. I, yeah, that, that scene particularly was not as bad watching it through the second time um, no i'm much happier with it my my yeah. my issues with blowfelt are more more from specter yes he was not good in specter no. um and yeah it's mm, this uh, yeah I, I am happier with that scene than i was when we saw it the first time okay yeah. that's interesting we've had a couple of scenes yeah. where we're actually we're we're more cheerful than we were first time round. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I yeah, I've warmed to it a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the conversation between Bond and Blofeld in that final scene is uh, is okay. Um, well, they lent on uh, dialogue from the book, didn't they? With the they did. You only lived twice. Dialogue. Yes, yeah. they did. Uh, yeah, a lot of dialogue from from Fleming, and even the you know when he grabs him and die Blofeld oh, die uh, is yeah, from yeah. the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, it still felt a little bit uh, forced. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little but, bit. But I said no, again. No, I still think it fits in because. Uh, He's at Mr. Craig as Bond. He's had a rough ride. It yeah, just he... must be absolutely just, I mean, frustrated, I think, at that point. Just I think fed a, up with this nonsense. I think a coiled spring at this point. Yeah. yeah I think he's he's in a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, he's emotionally. Like... I mean, you know. And on the walk in, when Tanner is saying, you know, you don't, you know, if you feel yourself losing control, he's I'm not going to lose control. Um, <laughs> and you think the fact that Tanner, who's known him a long time mm. um, at this point, feels the need to say that. He can, clearly, he can clearly see he's not okay. Mm. And he yeah. knows he's about to come face to face with Madeline. Um, oh, yeah. That, I mean, what a, what a lovely little treat that was. Yeah. So, yeah, that sequence I'm, uh, I'm not so troubled by. Second time through. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Well, yeah. we're all right with that then. Um... But I agree with you entirely that Christoph Waltz as a was completely wasted. Yeah. Um, much as uh, Jonathan Price was in the aforementioned Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least he got more screen time. He did, but it was mostly awful. Um, I mean, he... I loved. I loved his the way he overplayed it. 
I thought. Yeah, that, he, did, uh, he did overact enormously in that, yes. But that worked. Yeah, and that's a different, completely different sort of film. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, entirely. I mean, it's not so, it's not full Roger Moore spec, but it was. I mean, there was a bit of tongue in cheek. But we're going also... that way. Yeah, we're going that way with that. Yeah, but yes, uh, indeed, Christoph Waltz. Um, I'm surprised yeah. he agreed to come back and do it. And I know he said he would only do it if Daniel Craig was doing another one. Um, yeah, right. And he wouldn't come back and play Blofeld against a different Bond. He said it, it had to be Daniel Craig, otherwise he wasn't going to do it. And he himself said that he was disappointed with Spectre. Um, okay, I'd not, he, I'd not read that. He said he wasn't happy with his performance and that he would have liked an opportunity to do it again. Um, oh, it's not his performance that's the but issue. But it's not his performance. He shouldn't blame himself because it, it wasn't his acting that was the problem. No. No, no um, not at all. No, no, no. But I know he did say that, that he wasn't, he wasn't happy with his portrayal of Blofeld. Okay, right. Okay, then. So we've ended up with a couple of scenes that we're actually all right with. Yeah. Is, is there any other bit that's gone the other way for you? That you were you were felt fine the first time around, and second time we go, well, that can bugger off. I don't think there's any. No, I don't think there's any part oh, okay. of it that I'm I'm less happy with than I was first time round. No. Okay. Um, no, oh, that's all right. Not at all. Um, just thinking through, but no, there was nothing that I thought was okay first time, and now I'm not so sure. No. <laughs> okay, no. good. Well, so far then, it sounds like you're coming out slightly ahead of where you were before. Yeah, I think oh. that's fair. I think that's oh. fair, yeah. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I, I, I still have problems with it, um, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't leave it uh, feeling quite, uh, so angry as I did when we saw it to the cinema. Okay, I mean, because I, I don't think you were specifically angry at the very moment we'd watched it. I think you had, no, you had, had a day I, or two to let that build up. Yes, well, we didn't do the, we didn't record the podcast for two or three days after we'd seen it. I think. Yeah, I can't. Remember. We we saw it early in a week, and then we recorded on a Thursday, and that, that we let that brew up for just just like, just a day or two to we make didn't, you really seething. I, we didn't record we didn't record that episode that week, though. Oh, no, we didn't, actually. Because no, no, if you so recall we... that week, we recorded the DeLorean Time Machine episode. Oh, we didn't do the it. No Time to Die episode until the following week, so it had been over a week. Oh, there, that's been bubbling away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah, because I remember I had to completely put it out of my mind to do the episode talking about the DeLorean. That's it, because we were, while being in the same room, we didn't discuss Bond in any way. No, we had to focus on the on the DeLorean, and I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah we couldn't get into Bond at all, even yeah. though we had only just seen it. We'd only just seen it, and we might as well talk to each other about it because no one else gives a toss. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm sure some listeners give a toss, but no one in our immediate vicinity really cared. No, and the same was true of the DeLorean time machine, of course. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and most topics we tackle on a weekly most basis. Of what we talk, which is why we've had to do a podcast, because nobody yeah. we actually know will listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just go on, go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, and you, mm, no, I don't think there's any bit that I was okay with the first time round that I'm now not okay with. Um, right, okay, that's a good, that's a good stance then. Hmm. Um, is there? Yeah, I mean, because we know in No Time to Die, it looked back at older films quite a bit. It relied hmm. heavily on them. Yeah, there's lots of references to Bonds Gone By. Yeah, yeah. Is there any in there now that you? Because at the at the time they 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 fit quite nicely. You haven't gone back to it and thought it's overused at any point. I think. Um, hmm. Do I think it's overused? Um, I don't think so. I mean, clearly. The film that's most referenced is on Her Majesty's Secret Service, um, which which works perfectly because of the 
the way that the film plays out and ends. Yes, I think. I think the you know the him saying we have all the time in the world at the beginning sets up huge jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. Um, right away because that's such a loaded line in the Bond world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you know not everyone's making out of this alive. Yeah, quite. Um, although it's a Bond film, so you know you kind of assume that. Okay, but... I mean, yeah, you you'll accept a henchman dying. You don't care about that, but you know someone significant. Someone significant's probably going to go. Um, admittedly, uh, wrong Aston Martin for that sequence, but we covered that last time. Um... <laughs> And I tell you what, I am angrier about that the more I watch it. Have you gone the other way with that? That it absolutely yeah. bloody should be a DBS. Yeah, I am just yes. it, it. It makes no sense in any way, shape, or form. No, no point has <laughs> as Dalton's Bond ever been referenced in any other films, really. No, but I think it's because that car had gadgets, and I think the sequence of them being used was cut out. So you think, think that's, that's sitting I on a cutting room floor somewhere? Yes, I do. well, I know it is because we both saw. We've seen cuts. Some, we've seen some rough cuts or promotional shots, but th- this was pre-COVID. This was these photos yes. that we've seen, and I can't find a bloody reference to them anywhere now. No, I can't now. It's been completely buried. But um, there were absolutely sequences, uh, action sequences, shot with the V8 Vantage. Um, because I recall there being stunt drivers, you know, with the dots on their faces so that they can overlay the actor's that was it. Yeah, face. Yeah. Uh, and there was it dri- definitely a shot of it driving under a helicopter with the helicopter shooting at it, a mm. la the uh, Lotus Esprit in The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, um, so I think the V8 Vantage was chosen because the V8 Vantage had gadgets and the DBS didn't. And I think they utilised those gadgets but all of that ended up on the cutting room floor. So, you see, if that's the case, and yeah, I, I, if they chopped that because they maybe watched it back and went, because I'm not sure we need that. Because if you think about it in your head now, of playing that film through and going right, there were some quite good car chases in it, but mm. they weren't gadget laden. None of this film was particularly gadget laden, was it? Well, the DB5 in the pre-titles pretty well heavy. yeah um, but i mean it's that was something that we'd seen before we knew we had gadgets on this db5 and we knew it gets wrecked and it's yes, like, absolutely i but, think my, watching it back i was thinking about this watching it back and we commented on this last time as being something that's infecting a lot of action films at the moment mm. there was a very sharp cut between him getting the v8 vantage out of his lockup and then he goes to MI6, and then boom, we're in Norway. That's it. No, I think the action sequence with that car was him being attacked either on his way to Norway or on his way to Madeleine's house once he got to Norway. Okay, yeah, that that would make sense. That and I think they cut it because we've got two then car heavy action sequences back to back. We've got a sequence with the Aston. He then deals with that, arrives at her place. We have all the bit there. Then they're in the Land Cruiser. Mm. I think they decided that they needed to cut it for length. We've got two car sequences there. We can't cut the one with the Land Cruiser because that actually advances story yep. so we have to cut the one with the aston and i mm. think i think that's uh, that's what was done and I'm, I'm i'm the more i think about it the more convinced i am that that car was chosen because they used the gadgets on it which yeah you'll understand but it's like you said you're right there were two car bits quite close together mm. and you think right He's already what well, if that was the case and that was why it was in there, which makes total sense now you mm-hmm. say it. But mm-hmm. why why are they why are they attacking him there and then attacking him again? And you go, well, this that wouldn't the narrative was crap that's back to crap writing there. Which is entirely possible. That sharp jump mm. when he arrives in Norway, I bet that's where that sequence was was cut out right um, okay and it was it was he was attacked 
driving to Madeline's house in the in the V8 Vantage. Right. Okay. Um, I I think that's the only because we know those scenes existed. <laughs> yeah, there's some something happened. Yes, and I think there's a sequence there between him leaving London and arriving at Madeline's house. I think there's a stunt sequence there with that car that was cut out. Mm. I bet so, that's not and, bloody extras on the DVD either, is it? Uh, nope. Um, <laughs> so, no, it's been that's disappeared. That's mm. that's disappeared, uh, and it may have been cut out quite early on. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that could have been sacrificed long ago because, like we said, we saw that we saw references to that a long time ago. Yeah, we did quite early on. It was one of the earliest because the Norway stuff was shot quite early on, wasn't it? And that's what we all saw the photos of. Yes, but not right. just the Aston stuff, but just shots in general of shots in Norway. There was packed. yeah, there was stuff with the Land Cruiser as well, mm. um, and there was certainly stuff with the Land Rovers. Yeah, yeah, so. I think that's what was... But looking at the film, finished film, as you say, there is, with that stunt sequence gone, there's no logical reason to use the V8 Vantage. No. It should have been, in that context, it should have been the DBS. Yeah. And like I said, still pissed off. Yeah. That uh, is a missed opportunity, but I can sort of see how it may have happened. Um, but, they could have, of course, fitted gadgets to the DBS. Um, well, I mean, we never really saw it used in anger, so you don't know what was in it. Well, we get a hint <clears throat> in diamonds, don't we, that there's oh, some sort yeah, of you gadgetry see the, being put in it. Yeah, because you see the arse end of it in Q's lab. You see, Well, you see the front end of it, in fact, in Q's lab, and there are some missiles being loaded into that was it. That the was front it. So that, somewhere. Mm. So mm. we can perhaps, yes, in on the Majesty's Secret Service, other than him having a sniper rifle in the glove box, um, Don't we, we see all? it. We, oh, absolutely. We, uh, we see it doing nothing. He's, he drives it about a bit, and that's it. Mm. Um, and obviously it gets the bullet through the windscreen at the end, but certainly no hint of any gadgetry. There is that brief moment in Diamonds Are Forever where we think, ooh, it's being fitted with, and then again, we never see it. Again. No, that's it. That's um, the last. But they could have run with that and say, "Okay, it has been fitted with gadgets," and yeah. you know, yeah, we could have done that. And I would, he's got this in a in a lockup somewhere. Um, but the problem is, I mean, like we said at the time, it, they try they shoehorned far too many cars into that. Far too many cars. The DB5 has been horrifically overused at this point. Yeah, you, we could probably put a lid on that now and go, yeah. We'll, we all love it, but it's in every blinking film now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's too much. Mm. Let the DB5 go. And I think if he'd been, and I agree entirely with you, if having a DBS in that, and maybe only the you know hardcore Bond fans would pick up on this, if he'd been driving a DBS while he said the line, we have all the time in the world, I mean, we're going to be on the edge of us <laughs> yeah any yeah, minute that... any minute yeah. <laughs> oh dear but in the db5 it just doesn't have the same just doesn't carry the same weight well like you said we're i mean we're not bored of looking at it but you you do really need to gauge it a bit better than that yeah i think you do right should we should we do it then? We did this last time when we did the actual <laughs> view. Right, we're going to have to deal with the end. We are going to have to deal with the ending, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, we are. So go on then. Where are you at with it? I'm going to open on the cider. Yeah, yeah, that's very wise. Um, <laughs> uh, with the knowledge that we mm. didn't have the first time round, that this is Daniel Craig's Bond in a bubble. Yep. These five films have nothing to do with the rest of the series. This is one, almost see it as one possible storyline for one possible Bond. Yep. I think I can live with it. Okay. I still think it's clumsy. I still think it's... Are you referring to the M stuff and the orders? Yes, I am. Right. Yes, okay. I am. 
I, I, I still think all of that end of it is is clumsy. I think the whole nanobots thing is clumsy, where you know they mm. where Q finds out about it. You're not even gonna research yeah. it and work with it. Oh yeah, we and... we can't do anything with it. It's permanent. You go, you, I mean, you just uh, Google it that. at least. Come on, mate. Yeah, you're just yeah. going to accept that, are you? Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. Uh, just take that as read. Yeah. Um, that's quite an important thing to not even look into a little bit. <laughs> unless, unless, because uh, was there? Did they say somewhere along the line it was there was a bit? It was a bit similar to when Q was talking about smart blood in the earlier uh, was it Inspector. Uh, yeah, Spectre. Yeah. Do yeah. you think? Because uh, I'd I'd read about this, and I'm wondering whether he he knows about it from that, which makes it a bit more Maybe. digestible. Maybe, but I think the whole existence of this stuff. I think too much because it was just uh, M knew about it, and obviously the Russian loony knew about it, but. It's just dropped on the rest of them, and they just sort of take it all thread. Um, yeah, go, oh, yeah, th- he does that. Don't worry about it. And I think that's that's sloppy. I think that's lazy writing. And I think I know why they've done it. They well, it almost feels like they've done it in order to have the ending that they wanted. That doesn't ring true for me. I have a problem with all the M stuff and exceeding his authority and all of that because that that's. That's complete poppycock. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. Um, however, the important matter of Bond's death, yeah, I think I can, it, with the knowledge, as I say, that these five films exist in their own bubble, I think it's okay. It is. Um, I, th- and I think I... I can, in that context, which we didn't have when we saw it the first time. No, um, I, I I made the assumption that that was it, and I thought, well, yeah, I'm, I can live with well, that. It's still an assumption, it but is, it's an but... assumption that the whole world has now made. Well, considering <laughs> that they will, he will be recast, and there will be another film. That's kind of yeah. When, there, there it is when Barbara Broccoli finally gets a oh. well, anyway, put um... him down. Yes, yeah, that <laughs> let him go. He's not Bond anymore. <laughs> no. um, uh, and he's married. Yeah. <laughs> She's not going to like it. <laughs> so, uh, and... yeah. So I think in that, co- I still have, I have problems. I, I don't have so much of a problem with the fact that he dies anymore. Mm. I still have some problems with how it was done. Okay. Because I, I definitely don't have an issue with him. But it's essentially going well. Well, we've we've dealt with this now. All is well. Um, but I honestly, I can't carry on. I, I accept that now because of the shit time he's had as yeah. Bond. I yeah, totally yeah. understand that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that now. I can mm. sort of see that, and the, the, you know, the fact that he'd never be able to go anywhere near his family anymore. Um, the family that he's only just found out he's got. Mm. Um, yeah. I can, I can get on board with that, but I I still think the lead up to it is sloppy. That's fine. No, no, I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Yeah, I, I, it it it's true. It's a bit. We said it's clumsy. It's just it's. If the, it's if lazy. It's, if it just needs a little, little bit more attention. You'd be fine. Yeah, I think that yes. If there was any part of it that needed more polishing. It's the lead up to to the ending, lead up mm. to his death. Um, yeah, I think the little bit after his death, watching that again, the bit in M's office where he's quoting from Fleming, mm-hmm. um, and you know, clinks the glass and right back to work. Yeah, um, that scene I'm now much happier with than I was the first time. Um, I'm I'm really okay with that. I don't think I had as big an issue at the time, did I? No, you didn't. You didn't the first time round, no. I'm okay with that now, having watched that through again. Um, the last little bit where Madeline's driving the V8 Vantage and 
a tenuous mm. story about a man named Bond and then the Louis Armstrong comes in. I don't think we needed that. I think that mm. last little bit could be removed and it would be okay. I think we could end it in M's office. Uh, yeah, I suppose we don't really need that bit. However, um, it's I'd, okay. And she's like... got herself a very nice free car. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's laughing. She has done well there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She's seen she's seen classic car prices. She knows that. Well, he's gone, but I've oh, got a little gold mine here. That's, so that's worth right. a fortune, one of those yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> so that's all right. I think, I mean, like you say, if, they, if, if that was missed out, I don't think anyone would have been upset. I no, still like the fact that they so. rolled the credits to Louis Armstrong. The credits to Louis Armstrong was, I love all the, to previous Bonds, we both love on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, yeah. Um, I think all the references to that, and I think the resurgence that Mr. Lazenby is currently experiencing is lovely. Um, oh, he's signing things left, right, oh, centre on the internet, Milking it for all his worth. Mm. <laughs> he's got a merch store now. Of course he does. <laughs> he's, uh, but... He is all over that. Uh, fair play to him. Yeah, you can't knock it. He was basically ignored for decades. Um, oh yeah. Oh, for yeah. a film, for we said this before, for a film that was virtually buried after its release, it's been more referenced than any other Bond film throughout the series. This is true, and you think as well. I mean, in for something that you and I treasure so much. I'm not even talking about on an Majesty Secret Service. I'm talking about Alan Partridge. Um, oh, <laughs> he missed out of his Bond list, didn't he? Yes, because it was at that time where mm. it just wasn't being. It wasn't even in the VHS collection by at that point. No, I think I, it can't have been long after that though, because I do. I did definitely have a VHS of it, and it had the matching cover thing. Um, yeah, I know the edition you mean yeah um, yeah it was included there was a collection it was before they did widescreen and yep. it was included in a collection i think they all had sort of blue covers with the artwork in like a in the gun barrel something like that something um, like that i remember the ones i had they they had you could have the sleeve quite plain or they then did it, if you want to reverse it, there was the faces of Bond on the spines. Yes, I know the collection yeah. you mean. The, the VHS collection I had was the first set of widescreen ones. Right, yeah, yeah. So that probably predated those ones that I had. Then. That, that collection didn't contain On Her Majesty's Secret Service, but the next collection did. Right, so I think I had that one, and you had the, the yes, yeah, okay. I had that. My on the Majesty's Secret Service was the the first widescreen release of it, although it wasn't the first widescreen release of the whole collection. But right, it was okay. the first widescreen release of that film, and it was a boxed copy with a little book, and and I okay. think the soundtrack CD was in there. I've still oh, got it. Me. Oh, um, yeah, that one was the first widescreen release of that movie, and it was a remastered, uncut version. Yep. Um, I had seen it on television, mm. um, but they always put it on at crap times. Um, yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? So. Like, I remember ITV showed it. The first time I saw it, it was like lunchtime on Christmas Day. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I suppose that's pretty good Christmas viewing. It was. Um, but uh, that was the first time I'd seen it Um, but um, anyway I digress Uh, I like all the references to previous Bonds I don't Mm -hmm. have a problem with that although again like the DB5 I think we need to ease back a bit now but we'll see what direction they go in yeah I mean we need sort of back to basics really don't we I think we do I think yeah. we need real back to basics. Um, and these the these rumours that persist of them going, we'll set it in period. Yeah, those rumours are knocking around, aren't they, that it will actually be set in the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Mm. Which I'd um, be very interested to see. I, I wouldn't have a particular problem with that. Um, you know, it is very much a character born of the 1950s. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, no, I, would, we're, I wouldn't we're, have a problem with that. No, yeah. we're happy to watch this space on that because we, yeah. we are, we will, we are, we've threatened with it before. We won't do it now, but we will do a, a speculation about who's going to be Bond. We will do that, but not, uh, not just now. Yes. No. Um, um, so yeah, I think the, the yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Really, I think I'm okay with the ending. Um, now having lived with it for a while I still think it's got problems mm -hmm. I still think the lead up to it is sloppy but in terms of Bond's character at the end yeah I think I can I think I can be alright with that okay then well the only thing left to deal with then is are you changing your score yeah I will change my score okay um, go on then I'll give it a 7 so we go seven. Yes, I know that's where we ended up last time. That's where we end up because I'm not. I'm not changing where I was. I'm happy with me eight. So that okay. So does that that bumps us up then? We that that seven and a half for that stuff. That gives us a seven point five. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, it does. Yeah. Ah. Well. Well, that's something yeah. for everyone to do. I mean, I would say that's what you should do with your bank holiday because that's when we're recording this. But by the time this comes out, no, you'll be bored and back to your jobs. Oh yeah, the bank holiday will be a distant memory. Yeah, even yeah. Hangover by the time oh, they yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, we've been. We've so been... I have to say, I was. I in summary, I was, I was, uh, pleasantly surprised when I watched it through the second time. I thought, actually, you know, it's not so bad. It's not. Uh, so bad. It's not perfect by any means. Um, no, 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 no. I entirely agree, and I think the next time you tackle it, as I think you should do the set, and I know that's a bit of an ask because we've all got. No, lives. no, I agree that I, I would very much like to. It's just a matter of finding the right time to do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll squeeze that in somewhere, but that it, it it now that I mean, like you said, it's still speculation, but we know it's this is the bookend isn't it it's it is the bookend and there will be another bond uh, we didn't know that at the time which is why we sat to the very end of the credits to make absolutely bloody yeah we sure were like just said. in case again what has happened here if it doesn't say james bond will return there's gonna be trouble here <laughs> i just i'm still staggered that we went for roughly a week since release without having any of that spoiled yeah that is a miracle with the days of Twitter and you could just skim. They did do and... well. But all the YouTube and social media commentators on Bond, they were all flagging their stuff with spoilers. Um, mm. So it was quite easy to avoid. Um, yeah. But it's, it, I was sure it would be easy just to have a little Twitter skim, even if you weren't looking for Bond things and make yeah, a video yeah. and see it. And just see. So, no, I have to. Yeah, you're right. We, we Yeah. I don't they know how we manage that. No, uh, that's uh, no. I don't know whether it was down to us or everybody else. But, yeah, that, I um, think uh, let's go with blind luck. Shall we? It didn't get. Yeah, that's what we normally do. Yeah, um, it didn't get spoiled, uh, and I. Yeah, that was that was good. So, yeah. So for me, um, yeah, it's it's come up a bit. Okay, that's good. That's really interesting. I, I'm actually surprised. I thought it was. I thought you were going to either remain where you were or go the other way. <laughs> it would be even worse. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I, I don't think you go hate. I just think I was worried that you were going to be less happy with it. But no, uh, I was concerned about that as well. I thought this is just utter toss, mm. <laughs> and there are bits of it that are. Yeah, but... <laughs> Um, generally, I'm not going to be, as I said, I'm not going to be reaching for it very often. Um, no, 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 that's fair. That is fair. But that that's uh, not... Even if everything were perfect story-wise in it, it still wouldn't be one that you could reach for every time. So it's not the fact that the film's a bit iffy that's doing that, I don't think. No, I think it's, it's part of a series, isn't it? That's um, it. Casino, you could watch on its own. Well, that's the beginning, isn't it? So that's the beginning. Matter. And I actually think Skyfall, you can watch on its own. Yeah, you get away with that. Yeah, because that very much has a storyline that that does stand alone. Mm. Um, the rest of them, it's very clearly part of a part of a story arc. Mm. And um, I think when you know that and you understand that and you understand what they're doing with it. 
um, and that this is the bookend of this particular interpretation of Bond. Um, yeah, I can, I can see what they were doing, um, oh. and I, I, I think it needed a bit more work, but <laughs> yeah, yeah fair, fair, I think it's, I think, I think I'm, a, I think I'm all right with it. Yep. Okay. There we go. Then. There we, we go. Got an improved score, and he's all right with it. Yeah, I think I'm okay. I've had the therapy, and I'm yes, in every day and in every way, I'm getting better and better. Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>